This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good afternoon. Welcome again to Cottage Talk full time. This is Emilio Dinello um, outside Craven Cottage, having watched Fulham disappointingly lose 2-1 to Nottingham Forest. Um, so everyone's a little bit subdued and a bit downbeat today. And I've got Craig Coben who's with me again. Welcome back, Craig. Thanks, Emilio. Um, so we were, <laughs> it was only three days ago we were here celebrating a, a thrashing of Millwall, four goals to nil. Hopes were up. We were a little bit cautious. I mean, we were saying you know we, sh- we shouldn't get carried away. We take each game as it comes. Obviously, we've come today, very hot day here in London, lost against a better team, but what went wrong today? Why did we, how can we go from trashing Millwall 4-0 to, you could argue, deservedly losing 2-1 to Nottingham Forest? Yeah, we went from champagne football to <laughs> Miller Lite fo- uh, mm-hmm. beer. Um, look, I think Fulham again dominated possession. We had 77% of possession during the game, but pretty bad individual errors that allowed two goals to be scored against us. We looked sluggish, they were well organized, and uh, we struggled to really create any chances, and the best chance we had, we scored. Yeah, we, we actually looked back, obviously, unchanged lineups, so and no surprise there to see the, you know, the starting 11 the same as Wednesday night, but let's look at that opening five minutes. Nottingham Forest were very bright, very lively. Um, they came out of the blocks hungry and came at us, and we struggled, and you could argue they deserved that goal. And it was a well-taken goal, let's be honest. It was a well-taken goal. It was set up, I don't know by who the player was, mm. but who was running between the lines in the middle. It sucked in our right back, Steve Sessignon, and uh, that left their left back free mm-hmm. to put in a very, very good cross uh, for Graben to score. Yeah. So it was a deserved goal, but we were slack and we were a little bit... We weren't as well organised mm. as we should have been. And probably it's, what, what was apparent for the first, certainly the first 10, 15 minutes is what we saw against Barnsley, against Huddersfield, off, slow off the mark, bit sluggish, bit predictable, yeah. lacking invention. Was that would that be fair? Yeah, no, very fair. We didn't create a lot of chances. Mm. They were well organised. The the who scored up says they were on a four one four one, but it looked like a four two three one to me. Mm. 
with number 21 and 8 uh, playing the holding role in the midfield. And we struggled to break them down. We we did a lot of passes. We passed four times. We had, mm. we had four times more passes than Nottingham Forest. But we didn't really penetrate. Mm. We didn't really get behind them very often. We lacked width and we lacked a cutting edge. Yeah, well, we, I'm going to use one of the adjectives from one of the guys that sits around me, a gentleman called Keith, who said we were very predictable at halftime. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, and maybe we should have maybe changed the, the size of the mm. wingers because, again, we had mm. the inverted wingers with... Um, we did that on Wednesday night against we Millwall. Did. And we changed it around, but so we had Cavaliero, mm. who's, a right, who's right-footed, he was on the left, and, and, and uh, Knockhart, who was on the right. And uh, Knockhart eventually ended up on the mm. left, but that was only after several substitutions Absolutely. when we changed formation completely in the second half. So, obviously, we went into half-time. Having dominated the second half of the first half, possession-wise, we looked on top. Um, but again, didn't really cause any problems. I thought we were just huffing and puffing. You know, I commented at halftime that Kenny looked a little bit lost and probably didn't know what his position was. I, I honestly thought he would have been taken off and it was an opportunity maybe to see if, if Scott Parker had balls to make any tactical decisions at halftime. Yeah. Apparently he did. And I, you know, what I haven't seen is whether Johansson had an injury, which is why I think, or whether it was tactical or not. But either way, he made uh, a tactical substitution, you could argue. Reed came on looked lively for for part of the game, but then faded away, like you said, off air? Yeah, look, their midfield did not allow our midfield to impose themselves. And mm. if our midfield can't impose itself, then we're just passing it sideways and, mm. and having a lot of possession, but not much else. I don't think our midfield had a particularly good game. Uh, Anything I thought Arthur first half... Probably Bostar. Bost He's probably our, our best player. Arthur was our best player, but I'm mm. thinking Kearney mm. and Stefan Johansson didn't do a whole hell of a lot. No, no I don't disagree. Reed yep. started brightly but faded mm. in the second half. Uh, but we struggled, and we and on the, as far as the width goes, we didn't have a lot of width. Not that many crosses came in, and the crosses that came in, with the exception of Kamara's assist mm. for Mitrovic, were poor. Were poor, and I think I want to comment on that because we had a wealth of corners, like you said, a lot of possession. A lot of opportunities to get good cross in the box, whether it be the fullbacks or whether it actually be our offensive plays. But you know, nine nine crosses out of ten were absolutely abysmal and missing the first man. It just we've got have we got a problem there? Was it just one of those days? Probably a bit too early to say, but if you have 77% of possession mm. and you only have sh- six shots on goal, of which four were pretty weak, mm. uh, it does suggest you have a little bit of a problem, at least this game. Again, they were well organized. They didn't give us the time that we had against Millwall on the ball, and that does make a difference. They have, I think, a very good defense. Uh, you got Michael Dawson in defense. Mm. Uh, he commanded the box very well. Yeah, he, he, he and the, the other guy, well. the, other cent- the central defender, commanded the box mm. extremely well, and they had the two holders in front of them. They were tough to break down, and we needed to play really well, and we just didn't. And maybe we're giving, I'm giving them a disservice in the fact that maybe we, we do we have a divine right to beat every team here at the cottage? I don't think we do, and today we just struggled to break these guys down, and you made the, the important point, only six shots on target, one of which was a goal, and one was where their keeper made a good save from a yeah. Stephen Session shot which got deflected other than that it was just soft headers and soft yeah. shots and, and also Nottingham Forest to be fair Nottingham Forest played a very they were a very professional team mm. in the sense that they, they fouled when they had to foul <laughs> they wasted time yes, yeah, good points. Uh, there was a fair amount of shithousery mm. in their game and it was <laughs> it effective. worked it worked it worked it there worked. were at eight minutes added on the end but even so, I do think it disrupted the flow mm. and we weren't able to settle down in the way that we would have liked. It's not that they were dirty, but they were very, quote-unquote, professional. And again, if we look at that second half, we, we did dominate and we looked more dangerous. But then, sucker punch, let's go back to the second goal. Steven Sessegnon, you know, made a mistake. 
but yeah, but their, their attack still had a lot to do. So, can he be solely blamed for that, or could we have defended that better from what you saw? Um, you know, well, Steven Sessegnon is to blame for mm. for giving the ball, mm. showing too much of the ball to Amiobi. Rabanj did a good job mm. getting free. He got past, I think, it was Reem, put in a shot. Bettinelli probably should have defended the near post a little bit better. It was a great shot and hit off the post. But you really have to ask, I think Cessignon has a lot of freedom to roam. Mm. And as a right back, he's not so much of a winger. He likes coming inside, which is very unusual. Um, It's almost like what you see see, um, with with some of Guardiola's teams, Mm. especially when he was out in Germany, where the, 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 the backs would come inside when he was managing Bayern Munich. The problem is that um, he's often out of position, mm. and mm. that's the reason why the first goal was scored, and the second goal oh, was yeah. scored for the similar reason. You know, one thing I want to obviously comment on is obviously a lot of the players went and sort of, you know, had to give, give him a pat on, the, pat on the back, gave him a vote of confidence, and so at the end of the day, we all make mistakes in our game, and you know, he'll learn from that. But yeah. what was good is the crowd obviously gave, gave uh, Cessna a bit of a lift after that mistake, and it was nice to see the support from the crowd rather than the booing that we would traditionally see. No, he got see. support from the crowd, and I saw three mm. of the players co- go over and, and console him, and you're right, yeah. and he's 19 years old, he's a great talent, mm. and he's going to make mistakes, and uh, we want him to, to stay encouraged. Mm. That said... He was later pulled, mm. um, although I think that was more to do with the change in overall formation, formation yeah. going to, from four in the back to three in the back when the, when uh, Parker brought on Abubakar Kamara. And let's talk about that. Obviously, Scott Parker, whether he made a tactical decision at halftime or not, he went out full out, you know, went three at the back, he went five up forwards. Do you commend him for that for that change in formation? Or was it was it a bold move? Maybe it didn't pay off today, but ultimately I think I'll give him a bit of a pat on the back for actually making that type of change. It was a pretty bold move, and by the end we had three in the, at the back, mm. of which two of, <laughs> two of them are kind of full-backs and not even really centre-backs. So it was actually quite an aggressive formation. I think he felt that Nottingham Forest didn't have the ability to hurt us, mm. so we should go all out and try to score the mm. equaliser. And we've, we came up short, but it's hard to fault the tactics. Yeah, and on the Fulham goal, obviously it may have been a little bit too little too late, but Kamara done well. To, to, to get the ball over to Mitrovic. Mitrovic, I thought, finished professionally well, as he does best. What do you yeah. think? What do you think of well, the Fulham goal? Well, down the left side. It was a good cross, and Mitrovic hit it up first time. So um, didn't mm. dawdle on the ball mm. at all. I, um, you know, what's interesting is maybe we should have played a little bit more on the wings. wings. Yeah. And and just tried to be a little bit less predictable and a little mm. bit more adventurous. We, we tended to pass the ball a lot. We had a lot of forwards in the game. Um, but we didn't really go vertical enough. Mm. And I think, like said, we, let's focus now on some of the key, maybe the key to- talking points. So our crossing, we talked about it earlier. You know, I just thought our corners, how many corners did we have? We had a fair number of corners, yeah. a lot of possession, as you mentioned, but I just think our, just our crossing was pretty dire today. Yeah, our set-piece delivery yeah, not good was, enough. was poor, and we never really mm. put the goal under pressure. I just thought we were very harried with our crossing, not composed enough. We weren't, yeah. uh, just enough, I think that's... But I also think, to be fair, Nottingham Forest, they did disrupt our flow through their gamesmanship mm. and also mm. because they denied us space in many cases. So it was a harder game mm. than... It was for us against Millwall. Okay, okay, thanks for that, Craig. And again, there was a few potential controversial moments that we haven't yet seen on replay. But in the first half, there was a, 
there was a cross or a ball that went into the penalty area of Fulham player. I think it was Arthur and Kearney were adamant that it hit the arm or shoulder of one of the Forest players. I don't know. Did you see that? I couldn't yeah. see. I couldn't um, see the the the, the, the penalty claim well enough to judge it. Look, the referee did not have a good game. No, he, was a he was abysmal. The abysmal. championship has much poorer referees mm. than the Premiership. The game moves very fast, and these referees aren't really up to the standard. Mm. The referee allowed Nottingham Forest get, to get away with murder, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was one moment where he books Samba, the, the, <laughs> the Nottingham Forest goalkeeper, and then Samba changes the side yeah, on, time on and the, time again. You know where he was going to take the goal kick, which is basically taking the piss out of the referee. And he knew he's not going to get a second yellow card for time wasting. Towards the end, he was actually laughing with the Fulham fans because he knew he was yeah. getting you know, stick, obvious stick, but he wasn't going to get a second yellow, and he knew he can get away with it. Um, yeah, I think the referee lost control. That said. You know, I do think that although Fulham weren't outplayed this game, I don't think we deserve to win. win the game. Yeah, and I think before we talk about that, I think the other talking point was there was a first half when it was one nil. Sorry, beginning of the second half when it was one nil, Mitrovic was 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 was, was, was fouled against him for against one of the defenders, and then Reed shot the loose ball in the back of the net. To me, I was, that was directly my. I didn't see nothing wrong with that. Did you see that moment where yeah, Mitrovic? Not that was, well because that's um, there's a big pole in the hands okay. then, and so I, it kind of blocked mm. part of the view. But I do think the foul was called fairly early, so okay. uh, well before Bobby Reed shot the ball. Right, okay. From where I stood, I'd like to see the replay of that, but to me, I didn't think there was much in it. But uh, so, so again, like you said, I think let's talk about the overall performance because a lot of fans around me believe that Forrest didn't deserve to win, that Fulham deserved to win given the position. I actually don't think we were good enough to to get anything from that game. Is that Am I being harsh on Fulham here today? No, I don't think you're being harsh. Again, we weren't outplayed. We had mm. three quarters of possession. We were the better team, but I can't even say we were unlucky. I thought I'd, both of those goals were, were, were scored from, yeah, from yeah. open play. Uh, yeah. They weren't fortuitous. Yeah. They exploited errors on our part or laxness on our part. Mm. And so the result is not unfair, yeah. even if I do think we are the better team. Yeah, and I just see, I just didn't feel we controlled the game particularly well. Yes, we had a lot of possession. We've mentioned that count a few times, but I just don't, I think we lacked a bit of quality where it counted. Our distribute quality, you know, set pieces are very poor, as we've mentioned. I just don't. I think Forrest deserved the credit for for closing out the game and, win, and winning 2-1. I don't think it was a smash and grab that someone quoted behind me. I just felt they took their chances. You know, and we didn't we didn't really create enough chances I, 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 to win the game. I agree with you. you know, so we, we need to lick our wounds mm. and move on to the next game. But what I think it shows is that, you know, I think we were all having a rush of blood to the head mm. after the Millwall match. This is a tough division, mm. and every game is a battle. And this is mm. going to be a very long season. So what positives do you take away from this defeat? Well, positive. Uh, first, I think it is positive that Scott Parker has shown a fair amount of tactical innovation. Mm -hmm. He's not afraid to take chances and to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, secondly, um, we didn't play badly. We weren't outplayed. And so that means we're not going to be dropping a lot of points Mm -hmm. because teams just run over us. If we're going to be dropping points, it's because maybe we didn't Mm -hmm. hit our potential Mm -hmm. in certain games. I think the concern from my part, I think we mentioned this on Wednesday night, is teams are going to come at us or defend or play a certain system because they know, A, we're probably one of the favourites to get promoted. They all recognise we've probably got the strongest offensive line in the division. So teams will, will come and do a job in Fulham. We've got to learn to, to keep our heads, 
show more quality, show more composure at times. And, and I think the, the goals will come. But at, at the moment, I just thought we were a little, little bit disorganised and lacked a bit of invention today. True. Although, to be fair, we have an experienced team. Mm. I mean, we have players who've been through promotions mm. before, mm. not just the, the, from the promotion season 2017 and 18. Mm. You know, you look at Cavaliero, you look at Knockhart, you look at our midfield. These are experienced players. Mm. So, yeah, we we need to be we need to recognize this is going to be a tough a tough mm. season, but we have the quality, and I also think we have the grit to be mm. promoted. But we can't take anything mm. for granted. And this game is a reminder of that. <laughs> okay, good points. And dare I ask, who was your man of the match today? You know, mm. if there was one. <laughs> um, I have to say, it was probably. It was probably Arter. Mm, I, I, I think agree he, with you. I think he did. A, I think we now have a good number six. I know that's not the number mm. he wears, but we have a number six that I think can really hold that position. It's a technical position, mm. but it's absolutely critical for our four-three-three system. No, I agree with you, and I think I, I don't disagree. I think he had a very good first half. Um, he pulled the strings really. He was keeping the ball running, moving nicely. Good possession, good passing. I will. I will another call out for Tim Ream. I thought I had a particularly good game. Looked yeah, very comfortable. The first goal he should have tracked that a bit better. It was a good cross, mm. and the left back, whatever his name mm. is, had way too much time to put that cross mm. in. It was an excellent cross, but Ream Ream lost track of Graban. Okay, good point. Okay, Craig, final thoughts before we end the show. Um, look, I think this was a reality check for us after <laughs> after watching such a mm. dominant performance on Wednesday. And mm. uh, this is going to be a long season, mm. and w- nobody is going to gift us points again. Absolutely. And now, we, again, the games are coming thick and fast. We've got Southampton in the Cup uh, next week. But then we're followed by Cardiff City away, obviously, which will be the more important game. So expect to see a second eleven on Tuesday night. And, uh, obviously, let's get back to the drawing board and... Uh, Prepare ourselves for the Cardiff game. Cardiff City, Friday night in Cardiff City. That should be spicy. (laughs) And on television as well for those unable to go there. So, um, okay, Craig, thanks very much for joining us again on College Talk Full Time. Thank you. So this is Emilio Dinello outside Craven Cottage. Thank you for listening to College Talk Full Time. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.